0: everybody here we go up to Neverland Hello my friends and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host Brendan Wright with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now let's sit back relax, think happy thoughts and take our detour to Neverland with this week's episode. Welcome to episode 3 of Detour to Neverland. With us today is a very special guest. It's Brandon, uh, who with his wife run the Disney Magic UK Instagram account. Brandon, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself uh, and tell us about your page and uh, your Disney fandom, if you could.
1: Yeah, so uh, hi, thanks, firstly, thanks for having me on today. Um, Just briefly, as you mentioned, I run the Disney Magic UK page on Instagram with my wife, Katie. Um, we actually only started it about three weeks ago so uh, about 20 days we've been running it for um, but really really excited to sort of be involved in the, the Disney community uh, and really just wanted to dive in there uh, and start posting uh, more and more about Disney which has actually played quite a big part in both of our lives.
0: You said you just started it three weeks ago. Take us to that moment. what was it that sparked you guys to launch the page? Um, and you know what what were you hoping to accomplish out of it?
1: So, so it's something that we've been thinking about for for quite a while um and my wife actually decided to sort of take the plunge and, and create the page and then obviously let me know that it's up and running um you know we, we've really wanted to do something like this we touched upon uh, sort of a youtube video blog things like that and, and there's so many different things that are out there and so many different people doing these things but we thought, at the moment, Instagram is a perfect fit for us. It's something we can just do on the go. When we're out and about, we can take pictures. Uh, you know, Any pictures we already have from from previous uh, vacations, things like that, we can just quickly put it on there. Um, and in terms of the sort of goal and the ultimate dream, I suppose, for both of us is we just want to really become a, a really popular page for everyone to come to and get their Disney fix. Um, and ultimately, we'd love to start working with you know other pages, companies, as brand ambassador, things like that.
0: Congratulations on taking that plunge, because creating that account uh, is definitely the hardest part, I yes. think, in, in putting yourself out there. Definitely. And so you said that um, it's something you guys wanted to do for a while, and, and Disney's been important to... Uh, you and Katie can you kind of elaborate on that and and what role has Disney played in in your lives and in your marriage and with your family
1: yeah cool so um so as a sort of young child for myself um I suppose my my Disney addiction you can call it started uh with my parents actually buying a a holiday home um in Florida so they had that just before I was born and due to that sort of resource we had, I visited um, Disney World up until the age of about eight or nine, uh, three to four times a year. So really, really ingrained in me from a young age and something that I just really was drawn to. Um, so from that aspect, it played a huge part in my upbringing with my own family, so my mum and dad um, and my younger sister. Um, for my wife, she she had the same, the, the same sort of... Um, the upbringing so she went to uh, Walt Disney World a few times as a child Um, and actually she went to uh, what was called Euro Disney at the time quite a lot as well uh, growing up and then when we got together we just kind of discovered that we had this uh, this passion for Disney and you know we've been together since we were 16 we're now 25 and so nine years but when we first got to that was definitely our ultimate dream was was taking that first vacation together and reliving a lot of that childhood stuff
0: Mm -hmm. that's awesome um and so talk walk us through that first trip that you took together um as adults when you got to re-experience all those childhood memories uh, now as a couple together yes
1: so uh yeah it was so we've been together about two or three years and finally saved up enough money and just decided, let's do it, let's, let's go, let's go to Disney World and, and, you know, and have that whole experience together and, and create these new memories. And, you know, for anyone who's, who's listening and, and, you know, wants to do this at, at that age and, and uh, going to a foreign country or, or travelling that far at 18, 19 is, is quite a big thing, it's quite a lot of money. But, you know, first of all, I'd say do it, because the memories you make, are, are you, they're priceless, But all I can remember uh, its probably one of my strongest memories, you know, with my wife as a couple was, you know, it sounds silly, but going into the uh, ticket and transportation center um, at Disney World and just waiting to get on the boat to cross the Seven Seas Lagoon uh, and get to Magic Kingdom. And I I can just I can vividly remember being with her and just seeing it was like a perfect day. It, It was amazing. Wow.
0: I'd say, uh, yeah, that would constitute definitely as a perfect day Um, and and something that you can relive uh, over and over again now that um, I see on your page that you say now you're going to visit Disney World annually. So when is that next trip coming up?
1: So the next trip, we're actually all booked to go uh, next May. So we will be going on May the 4th uh, next year. Um, And we have as a family, we've been going, so myself, my wife, uh, and my two children, so I've got a a daughter who's three and a son who uh, is nearly one, so it'll be one next month. We've actually gone uh, every year for the last uh, five years, I believe. So my my daughter actually has been four times um, before her fourth birthday. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she has uh, fun sharing those memories with her with her friends back home when she gets back definitely and so have you thought about kind of do you expect that your trips are going to be a little bit different now that you're running this instagram page um do you think you'll be snapping more pictures or be looking for uh different kinds of um photos to snap or or have you thought about your approach and how it will be on your next trip
1: so, yeah, I think it will ultimately be, uh, be hugely different as we're going to be looking to get pictures of things that, you know, really can um, show the Disney magic to all the people that follow us on Instagram. Whereas before, you know, as a tourist, you just you take the pictures of things without really thinking too much into it. Um, actually, now we're sort of in this, this realm of, um, you know, for want of a better word, being a Disney geek, mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people out there like to see the the specific small details that Disney does really well. Um, So I think that's what's going to change. We're going to be looking for those really, really detailed pictures rather than just a a general picture of, you know, the castle, that kind of stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Certainly. I've always found it so interesting that Disney is one of the only places that you could put a picture of a trash can up on your Instagram (laughs) and you'll get, uh, you know, a lot of likes that, that people are it's
1: crazy yeah
0: it? well in disney photography photography is so interesting too because you can snap a thousand pictures of the castle and, and just because there's so many moving parts and different scrim going up and they're always working on different things you'll never get the same picture twice so i, I think it's definitely um so much fun to be able to snap those pictures and see what quirky or, or different things that you can capture
1: yeah absolutely
0: so since you're only three weeks in and, and you're working on Instagram and you mentioned that you guys had considered starting other outlets, how do you see your page evolving over time? Do you think you'll want to get into vlogging and YouTube or, or what do you think you guys will, will want to do down the road?
1: So it's something we've discussed really and, and obviously it just all, all sort of depends on how big the page gets and, and how many supporters we have. But ultimately... The, I think there will be a time when we need to potentially dive into to the YouTube uh, platform. It, a travel vlog is definitely something we've discussed before, and you know I've actually tried to do it probably the last two times um, that we've gone to Disney World, but just hasn't gone for as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with this page and the LinkedIn, I think the travel vlog could could really work. But alongside that what we've discussed is actually having just a general Disney travel themed page. So have our own personal travel vlog, but but sort of then have videos of hints and tips, um, secrets, you know, that kind of thing. So encompassing the the package of of what goes with traveling to Disney because, you know, it's not just turning up on the day. There's a lot of planning that goes into it.
0: I noticed that your page, you guys include a lot of pictures from your past um, trips um some tips. And then you also have you find some really cool products that you're able to share. So I saw all the pictures of the vans, of the Marvel collection of the vans. Um do you think you guys wanna to continue to develop that and find these, you know, these niche products that you can share with your with your supporters?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the Instagram page itself, um, no matter how big we get is always going to be really focused on finding those those out there products that you know that are quite hard to come by um the disney parks is probably my expertise and you a lot of the pictures that get posted on there is is me um whereas the fines the shopping tips things like that is my wife and she's really really into that uh, and as i mentioned ideally what we would like to do with the instagram page is kind of link up with other businesses you know or people that are on Etsy, um and try and promote what they're doing um you know we've had we've had a lot of people interested who do a lot of disney art um or or like you mentioned um people actually do artwork on shoes Mm -hmm. um independently so that's where we want to go with that and we think it's really important to to just to get everyone out there to see what's available because there's some amazing disney products out there honestly that you unless you look for it you won't find them Mm mm-hmm
0: Yeah, and I think I started my page probably around the same time that you and Katie did as well, and I've just been shocked with how many different pages and how deep that you can dive into the Disney community and find people doing almost anything. So, I mean, like I mentioned, you can find someone just taking pictures of trash cans. You can find people uh, doing their amazing artwork on shoes. So so there's definitely um, a wide variety of, of things that people are interested in in this community. Absolutely. Since you guys are living in London and you're only able to visit, you know, once a year at this time, how are you guys, besides expressing uh, your content and putting creating content and putting it out there, what kind of content are you guys taking in in order to draw inspiration and, and like you said, get that Disney fix?
1: So, um, so actually, we we sort of plan on going to um, Disneyland Paris quite a few times throughout the year. So we've already been. At once this year in addition to the Walt Disney World visit, um, and potentially another one um, planned in around the Christmas period, just to go over there and, and have a look there. We we spend a lot of time, so on London, in London and on Oxford Street, they've got um, their sort of flagship Disney store. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time going there, having a look at what they've got to offer. Um, but we also make sure that whenever we travel anywhere, we try and find the nearest Disney store, mm-hmm because they have such a huge variety of products um in the different stores so we we make sure that we wherever we are in the country we'll go and visit the nearest store if we're out um just to see what's there and that's what going forward how we're going to continue to get our disney fix mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's really cool do you find a wide variety in those stores of, of things that differ from store to store
1: We do. It's it's actually quite funny because, um, so on our page, I'm not sure if you've seen the picture, there's a picture of, um, a cup. It's the poison apple snow white cup. Mm -hmm. And my wife had actually seen someone else post the picture on Instagram and, and was desperate to find it. And we had to go to, I would say six or seven stores across a period of about three weeks throughout the country, just to find that, um, because they just don't stock everything at every store that they, they, they vary everything. So it's, it is very different wherever you go.
0: Wow. Yeah. I never would have thought of that. So in my hometown, um, in Tennessee, we only have one Disney store and it's in the mall. And it's pretty much the only offering unless you want to drive a couple hours to go somewhere else. But that, that's interesting that, that you'll have to hop around and, and search for those products because, um, since since we only visit the same store over and over again i guess we never think about that there could be a store um within driving distance that that has the products that we're looking for
1: yeah yeah well i think obviously you probably have a a greater distance between your stores (laughs) than we do in the uk yeah
0: yeah i would say that's true all right cool um so now let's just jump into the lightning round um so here i'm just going to ask you you know name your favorite things about different uh disney topics um if you could just say a sentence or two about each of them just so that the listeners can get a better um idea of you and, and your disney fandom
1: yep not a problem all right great
0: so first would just be to name all the disney parks that you have visited
1: yeah, so uh, all of the parks have been Walt Disney World. So you've got Animal Kingdom, um, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the uh, water parks, Blizzard Beach, and Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, and also Disneyland Paris, uh, or previously it's called Euro Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, where we visited so far.
0: And which was your favourite and why?
1: Uh, so personally, I love Epcot. Um, my wife isn't that much of a fan but I just there's something about Epcot that that sort of retro futuristic vibe that they have going on there mm-hmm. that I really really appreciate.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, and just a side note, whenever you guys visit um, Disneyland Paris or formerly Euro Disney, how do you do? You normally fly into the Paris airport and then take the train out to um, the park, or what's the from someone who visits often? What is the best way to get to the park?
1: So we actually drive um, to the park. So we're quite fortunate where we live in the, the, the south of England and, and the south of London. Um, we're actually only an hour away from the, um, the, there's a train that goes under the English Channel mm-hmm. and takes you to France. So you can get the train to Calais uh, in, in France. And then from Calais, it's about a three hour drive to get to the resort. Um, So all in all, including train travel, traveling to the the train terminals, it's about a five-hour drive, um, which which seems it's the quickest way for us, the most comfortable, the most convenient, and we can chuck everything we want into the back of the car um, so we have it with us.
0: Yeah, and just while we're on this topic, you know, what is your, I feel like there's lots of differing opinions on Disneyland Paris. And I know they've put in a lot of work into it in the last couple of years. What is your opinion on it? And, you know, what are you optimistic about the direction that they're taking the park?
1: So, um, again, actually, it's quite funny because there's a bit of a split between me and my my wife. Mm -hmm. So my wife loves it. She really thinks it it does encompass the, the magic of Disney. I personally sort of can see the drawbacks and the limitations um so being a park that was opened uh, you know opened under michael Eisner's rule um and actually wasn't really owned by disney up until i believe a few years ago in disney bought the majority shares in in the park um it's very backwards in terms of customer service um and just the general vibe is different so you know Visiting Walt Disney World yourself, I'm I'm pretty sure you can appreciate you will never find any form of trash, rubbish, litter anywhere in the park. Mm-hmm. But in Disneyland Paris, there'll be graffiti, um, people writing their names on walls, uh, you know, o- overflowing trash cans, things like that that just ruin it. I th- I feel, mm-hmm. um, I feel it's just a bit tired and it needs just a little bit more investment now that Disney has sort of taken full control. Um, However, I am optimistic that it will turn itself around uh, and be, you know, a a much better place to visit.
0: Cool. Um, And I know there's seems like new details every day coming about the Ratatouille ride that's going to go into Epcot and the France Pavilion. If it is similar to the Ratatouille ride or attraction in Disneyland Paris, do you think that's something that um visitors to epcot will enjoy Uh, is it is it a well thought out attraction
1: it is actually a really really good attraction um so it was the first time i went on it this year earlier this year we went about uh, two months ago um and the, the, the attraction itself the theming so for the queues that kind of thing probably would be a lot stronger in, in Walt Disney World just because of the way they do things so that side of things they need to step that up a little bit but the ride itself being a trackless ride vehicle that was just amazing mm-hmm. you know the car just randomly moving was it was a weird sensation and not being able to see any track um, but the attraction you know the whole thing was amazing and for, for, for children you know I can't think of anything better to get them into into Disney than that sort of attraction
0: yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the how the Ratatouille um, attraction in Epcot is going to um, shape up and if it's going to be uh, a copy of the one in Disneyland Paris or if they'll take it into a different direction.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting to see if they just, just clone it or, or tweak it a little
0: mm-hmm. bit. All right, so next, uh, what's a Disney bucket list trip uh, for your family?
1: So, um, kind of got two. So, we've got California... For ourselves, we want to go to, to see where it all begun, mm-hmm. um, you know, see that first park. And I think it just has a, a few more attractions that we don't unfortunately get at Walt Disney World. So I've wanted to ride the Matterhorn for, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think you know, it's something that for myself and my family, we really want to just go and see, see where it all begun. Um, but I've actually heard amazing things about um, Hong Kong Disney. Mm-hmm. And should we be able to, to put it together, I think that'll probably be after California where we're we'll going to next.
0: Well, wow, that would be awesome. Yeah, my wife and I are taking our first Disneyland trip um, together. And I think it's 51 days. Not that we're counting anything. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I went as a child when I was like eight or nine years old. And now um, we're, we're going to go with my sister-in-law, who's actually a cast member, at Walt Disney World. Uh, oh, wow. and, and we are so excited just just experience something that's familiar to us, but brand new at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I completely get that. Yeah,
0: so next would be, what is your favorite ride or attraction?
1: So, um, for myself, it's got to be the Carousel of Progress um, in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that, seems to me it's a traditional Disney. I can actually imagine Walt Disney being involved in it and obviously um, he, he was because it was part of the, the 1964 World's Fair in New York but um, it just, it, it's something you know, it, it is a little bit outdated I get that but there's just some magic there that I think is amazing and you know I find myself going there three, four times every time we visit
0: I have to admit that up until a few trips ago, so I I would say it's probably a year and a half ago or two years ago, I'd actually never rode the Carousel of Progress, so I I, I was one of those people who just wanted to get in line for the thrill rides, and we skipped over it, but the moment we rode it, uh, yeah, I think you're right that you can definitely feel waltz touch on that and, and you can feel yeah. his impression on it so i was uh, a little bit ashamed that we had skipped it so many trips in a row
1: i think that the, the benefit as well is with it being so hot in florida there's no better way to sit down for 20 minutes in an air-conditioned mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah you are certainly right about that uh, do, you, yeah. do you know katie's favorite ride
1: uh so hers would be splash mountain gotcha So, um, it's, yeah, she likes the thrill rides, um, and the whole theming songs of the South zippity Mm doodah. She really, she really digs that. Mm -hmm.
0: Cool. Um, so next would be a favorite snack.
1: Oh, okay. So for myself, it has to be the quintessential Disney snack of the turkey leg. Hmm. So it's, it's so popular. I've seen people with t-shirts you know everything related to the turkey leg, but I'm not gonna lie, I love it. <laughs> um, for Katie, she really loves anything from Main Street Bakery. Hmm. So any of the Rice Krispie snacks, the cakes, that is that is her.
0: Yeah, I'm certainly with her on the Rice Krispie track. Uh, on the Rice Krispie treats. Do you have a particular spot that you always get your turkey leg from? That you like your go-to place?
1: Yeah, so usually I get it from Frontierland. Um, so they've got a cart um, just by the Country Bear Jamboree, um, I believe, uh, from memory. And that's I like to eat it there. I don't know why. I get the feeling that people uh, back in the that those sort of times in the frontier would eat turkey legs.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, there's something there's something fitting about eating a whole turkey leg yeah.
1: while in Frontierland. Yeah, although I have to admit. A, a bit ashamedly, I really want to try dol whip, the pineapple dol whip. Um, every time I say I'm going to try it, and for some reason I don't. But I really, really want to try it because apparently it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I was. I I actually think it was the same trip that we rode Carousel of Progress. Um, we I had my first dol whip, and that was I had a, the same feeling that. I just couldn't believe that I had skipped over it. So for so many trips, so yeah. I definitely recommend giving it a try.
1: I will, hopefully I will next, next year.
0: <laughs> Let's see. So a uh, favorite restaurant.
1: So favorite restaurant uh, is actually the sci-fi dining theater in uh, Hollywood studios. Um, so it's actually a, a restaurant that I visited with my wife on our first trip um together and I think we went in there not expecting much and, and, and it wasn't planned. We didn't have a reservation. We were just hungry and it happened to be the nearest restaurant. Um, but actually uh, food aside, you know, it's it's just standard food, but the atmosphere and the, the novelty of being in the cars and, and having the, the, the sort of driving movie theme for someone from the UK. And that's not something we've ever had over here. Um, It it was just amazing to to be there. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend anyone who just wants to have a a nice, quick um, bite to eat but still be really involved, that's where you want to go.
0: I think that uh, in Hollywood Studios, since there's somewhat of a shortage of restaurants, that it's worth it to go and and get the ambiance of the Sci-Fi Dine-In rather than go into ABC Commissary or somewhere like that. But I've not had a chance to have Woody's Lunchbox yet, but... Um, or or Andy's Lunchbox but yeah sci-fi is is definitely a a unique experience that you can't replicate anywhere else no absolutely alright so next would be uh, your favourite Disney movie
1: that would be Homeward Bound Mm. so um, that's probably uh, a bit out there not a lot of people to be fair until I was a little bit older I didn't actually know it was a Disney movie (laughs) Um, but can't tell you why but i love the story of the animals trying to find their way home mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's the child the child in me but it's just an amazing film <laughs> that's
0: cool have you ever successfully found any Homeward bound merchandise or any kind of theming in disney world to, that pays homage no, to it
1: nothing <laughs> nothing i think it's it's a forgotten side of disney unfortunately oh man
0: Unfortunately, I feel like that's that's somewhat of the direction that my Muppets are going. I love the Muppets, and it seems like there's less and less merchandise and less and less mention of the Muppets every year.
1: Yeah, they were big in Hollywood Studios, weren't they, or or back when it was MGM. Um, But I think you're right, they're they're slowly disappearing.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, Muppet Vision 3D fits into that transition Um, leading in to Star Wars, or to Galaxy's Edge, Um, because it it seems like it's a little bit off-theme, so I'll be interested to see how they pull that off.
1: Yeah, that will be good to see, actually. You're right. It it seems a bit random Mm -hmm. when you think about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Although they do have the um, great moments in history with the Muppets and Magic Kingdom now. Have you had a chance to see that show? No, I haven't. I haven't, no. It's a a good catch, for sure. It's only probably 10 or 15 minutes long, and... um, it's, it's very cool. I would be interested to see from a British perspective um, if you find it enjoyable since it's, it's mostly American history.
1: Yeah, i definitely have to give that a look when we're there.
0: Yeah, so next would be your favorite Disney song.
1: So um, probably times is no surprise, but my favorite Disney song is There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, by the Sherman Brothers, which is the theme song for Carousel of Progress.
0: Awesome. And next would be your favorite Disney memory.
1: So, um, again, a, a little bit of a random one, but in terms of Disney memories, I think that the one that stands out the most for me is, uh, as I mentioned, used to go to Disney World uh, quite a lot up until the age of about eight or nine, um, which is when my parents sold their, their property. So we, we started to then go less frequently. Um, and my, my, my dad had purchased these two... VHS at the time one was a day at the Magic Kingdom and one was a day at Epcot I think they're from about 1991 so if, if anyone gets to watch them on YouTube some of the, the clothes people wearing are hilarious mm-hmm. um, but having these two, uh, these two VHS when I wasn't able to, to visit the parks and from probably about the age of 10 to about 17 I would constantly watch them you know mm. probably weekly it sounds sad but it seems to be my escape of, of going back to the place that I love so much um and it got to the point where I lost the VHSs so I actually f- managed to download it and make it DVD mm-hmm. um and I used it to surprise my wife when we uh, when we were planning our first trip but that having those those videos was just it's just a, a memory that's ingrained. It, it allowed me to really focus on going going forward and how I'm going to get back there. So yeah, that's that's my most uh, my my favorite Disney memory.
0: That's amazing. Uh, and if if any listeners out there have not already jumped over to your Instagram page, first of all, press pause and go look at Disney underscore Magic UK on Instagram right now. And scroll down to I think about nine or ten pictures ago, uh, and you'll see a clip from the um, day in Epcot video, and, and that was I, I had such a good kick of, of looking at that.
1: Someone did comment saying it's terrifying, so, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so maybe a warning beforehand
1: is yeah, just, just in case.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, that'll that'll wrap up the uh, lightning round. Um, and what I want to ask every guest, is just a parting piece of guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this Disney community and start uh, contributing.
1: So I think really the, the biggest thing is, uh, first of all, just, just do it. So, you know, just a little bit of, of background. I am a 25-year-old man. But my profession is I'm a bank manager, um, so probably... You wouldn't really see me as someone really into Disney, but for anyone out there who's in that same position, thinking, "Oh, you know what? It doesn't really fit in with my friends, or it doesn't fit in with you know who are who I am professionally." Doesn't matter. Just, just, just make the plunge, and don't forget that this community is is huge. You know, I can't stress enough how many, like you've mentioned, how many Instagram pages there are, how many YouTube pages there are, um, you know, online blogs. You've got DIS. Um, that there's so many sources of information to police and everyone's so friendly, you know, you can reach out to anyone and they'll talk to you, you know, they'll give you some guidance. So just do it. Just don't be afraid to actually put yourself out there and do something that you love doing.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And I think one of the biggest learnings that I had, um, and I'm sure that, that you guys are realizing this too, is that you don't have to have it all figured out at the beginning that you just have to start and you'll, you'll pivot and you'll find your niche and you'll change your content over time, but you'll never get to that point unless you start.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, cool. Well, that was a wonderful interview. I thank you so much for your time. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners before we, uh, head out?
1: No, I think, um, I think that, that wraps it up perfectly. Um, just thank you for the opportunity to, to talk to you and, and share my, uh, my passion for Disney that I'm sure obviously many people out there listening have um, you know anyone listening just jump over to our page it's, it's Disney Magic underscore UK we post about parks you know we post about, about finds there's things on there that I'm finding on eBay uh, it's ever developing and evolving um, but anyone wants to reach out and wants a bit of advice or just wants to talk just just shoot me a DM
0: great well thank you so much Brandon and we will talk to you again soon
1: Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at detourtoneverlandpod at gmail.com and visit our website detourtoneverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.